Hello, this is Teddy from the Wide Flank crew. So this month we played the Doom reboot, which we absolutely loved. Uh, we get meta in a few places, talk a lot about what it means to be a first-person shooter, you know, uh, classic stuff. So uh, buckle up for a great episode. Uh, I'm sorry to say, though, that we had some technical difficulties that led us to losing about 20 minutes of video and audio. The free version of Zoom limits you to about, uh, I think, like 30-minute calls. So we have to stop after 30 minutes, start a new call, break up the recording, and then sync it together in post. Uh, we we tried recording with a different software, so we didn't have to do that this time, and uh, fuck something up and lost some footage and some chunks of audio. So thanks for bearing with us and our growing pains. Uh, which brings me to my next point, which is we've started a Patreon because, one, we want to be rich, and also, two, Zoom Pro, which we're now going to use cost money, and three, games cost money. www.patreon.com slash wideflank. We were talking about, uh, in one of our planning episodes, about playing Scarlet Nexus, which we ended up abandoning because new games are expensive. If we're going to play anything new, it's going to cost the pod about $190 each game. So that's, uh, if we're playing just one new game a month, that's $2,280 a year, uh, which is kind of expensive. Uh, obviously, we like games and don't mind paying for them, but we'd like the freedom to be able to play new games with all of you guys whenever possible. So, that being said, if you like the pod and want to help ease our burden, head on over to our Patreon and click one of the buttons that gives us money, I guess, and buy us a coffee. I think that's what the kids say these days anyway. Uh, I should say that even though we're starting a Patreon, we don't plan on paywalling content or anything. Uh, we may do some Discord tiers and experiment with some fun extra items like photos of our notes or... Uh, some of our voice memos that we take uh, during uh, game loading screens or we just scream into our phone when we're in between slaying demons. Uh, so yeah, if you like the show or even if you don't like the show but want to support us, uh, head on over to our Patreon. Uh, also follow us on social media because we're going to be posting all our best Rocket League saves and our biggest League of Legends chokes, which uh, all are worth watching. So, we hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, here we are with Doom 2016. Welcome to Wide Flank. I'm willing to take full responsibility for the horrible events of the last 24 hours, but you must understand, our interest in their world was purely for the betterment of mankind. Everything has clearly gotten out of hand now, yes. But it was Okay, welcome to Wide Flank, episode 26, Doom 2016, <laughs> <laughs> episode, uh, what is this, three, four, 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 four. Game yeah. Club okay. three, yeah, Game Club three, total four, <laughs> yeah, Game Club three, um, yeah, so we played Doom, 
the 2016 reboot. Um, what should we call it? Doom 2016? Is that what everybody refers to it as? I think like from now on, we can just say Doom, but okay. it's called Doom in parentheses 2016. Danny, why don't you tell us about the game? Yeah, we'll refer refer to Doom, the original Doom, as original Doom. Yes, I think old Doom. But yeah, so this month we played Doom 2016. Here to refer to as Doom. Uh, <laughs> I promise it's the last time. Last time, last time. <laughs> that one was funny though. I'm like control effing deleting all my 2016s in my spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, the game was released as a reboot for the famous Doom franchise. It escaped development hell in 2016, 12 years after Doom 3. Um, it was uh, rewritten as a new reboot instead of being like a fourth installment sequel to Doom 3. Uh, directed by Marty Stratton and Hugo Martin and developed and, you know, published by, or well, actually just developed by id Software, who are the same developers that made the original Doom. Um, they also made Quake and Wolfenstein, the old Wolfensteins, not the new ones. And their games are widely considered to have been the first true FPS games. Um, none of the original founders were involved in this game, but the work from id Software has spawned a huge extended universe, tons of books, fan fiction, documentaries. And the score was done by Mick Gordon, who also worked on the new Wolfenstein games and Prey. Uh, game widely well-received by critics and fans um, for its graphics, sound, gameplay. People still use it to benchmark computer hardware. Um, and yeah, and we, we played it. We played the hell out of it. Well, we played our way into hell and, and out of it, I guess. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> yeah, many, many times. It's a Mars, hell, whatever, wherever it sent us. Uh, what'd, you, so, what'd you guys think? <laughs> so, no, wait, so none of the original people are here for this? The, mm. the founders. There might be people who are at id that are still there, but uh, yeah. I think there are five co-founders, and none of them. The last one left in like 2014, I think. The, the two super famous guys are... John, the two Johns, Carmack and Romero, um, they're known for being like absolute rock stars of just video games in general. Um, I started Masters of Doom, which is a book about them, and I, I've really enjoyed it so far. They're also making a TV show, Masters of Doom, about them. Um, Carmack, I think, is now like the CTO at Oculus, and Romero went on to start his own game studio and do a bunch of other stuff and yeah they're, they're the main guys who i think it was a huge deal when they left id um i mean apparently not because well this it, game fucking rolled yeah exactly <laughs> it's like it's a huge deal news no, wise no. and then like it opened the door for the young blood to come in and actually complete this fucking amazing game yeah, so it was good. <laughs> it was to real answer your good. question. Real yeah. good. <laughs> Danny, you can hate it. It's okay. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Castlevania all over I'm, again. I'm so sorry, Marty and Hugo. <laughs> uh, where where do you guys want to begin? We started off with what was bad last time. Maybe we should talk about everything that's good. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. I I feel like a logical place to start because it's the thing you do most in the game and sort of like the driving um, 
it's like core to all Doom games. When I say all, I mean skipping Doom 3, which was panned by a lot of like critics and stuff for losing the core Doom aesthetics of Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 64, like the originals in the 90s. So the combat is what I'm referencing. And the style of sort of like death arena that you're in, um, the glory kills, which is new to this game, but absolutely, you probably did it 500 times while playing. Um, and just how everything feels, like the look and the feel of all combat, I think is a good place to start. And it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, my first experience with this kind, I didn't really, I played the first Doom, but I don't think, I think I was like too young to like mm. really like get it. I don't know. I don't think I like played it all the way through. I just kind of like, I don't know, like was at my cousin's house or right. something and like played a bunch of levels. Um, I think like Unreal Tournament was like the first time mm. I played a game kind of like this where um, there was like some verticality in it, but just like running around in like a big circular arena, like just yeah. blasting everything over and over again. Um and I hadn't really played a game like that in a long time. Uh, and this was just so fucking good. Like, I just, I feel like I just play so many military, either like survival games or like military sims, like Call of Duty esque, totally. that I don't really like, but I always end up playing for some reason. And this was just like so refreshing uh, for, I don't know. Bail me out, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I uh, I didn't think I was going to like the game, actually. And I don't know, I just, especially in the last few years, I haven't enjoyed really arcade shooters, I feel like. Like, I don't play Call of Duty anymore. Um, but would you consider that arcade More arcade uh, Leans arcade I would say. Um, Meaning what, not realistic? Is that what you mean when you say arcade Yeah, or just know. like a... Uh, yeah, I guess like constant, co- like constant combat, I guess, uh, oh, okay, um, okay. where you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. it's like when you're on like an arcade machine and all Mashing. you, all you have is a gun and all you do is shoot, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, I got um, you. and so, yeah, I, but I loved it. And I think the, the, uh, gunplay and the combat mechanics are, you know, the main, the main reason why it's just extremely fun. Uh, just all the time. Yeah, I think we all, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we all sort of didn't like it at first. Um, the opening is like one of the strongest I've ever experienced in any games. The first two minutes or whatever, you basically wake up, you know, rip rip yourself out of this lock and chain, kill demons. Then you get presented with this plot device on a touchscreen and your character just like smashes it and fucks it off and then you get a shotgun and then you just kill more demons and you're like holy shit but then i feel like the game lacked a little bit and it was almost like finding itself while while we were also figuring out what the game was like because it's so new it's it's old in a way but new in the sense that in the last 25 years there hasn't really been games like this and it's not the norm anymore but once you kind of get used to the okay there's no reloading there's no fall damage there's no price of death um there's not really a story you 
in a way that we should talk about. You have like infinite health, infinite ammo through the mechanics of the game. And if you stop moving, you die. So (laughs) you that's and which is that is like one of the key fundamentals of the old Doom games is you're running, you're gunning, you're dodging different projectiles moving at different speeds, you're dodging different types of enemies that interact in different ways, and you're just killing everything you can find, and you're just an unstoppable god. Yeah, I think I think that is I, I think that's like a really good way to put it. You it took uh, me a little while to figure out how the game worked. Right. It the game actually wasn't bad, I don't think. Mm. I just didn't realize it was good, right? It right. was like um and also they can't they can't throw you into the meat grinder right away, right? Like I think a lot of games do tutorialize and like introduce you to things, but the game really starts to work when you are just constantly moving, constantly going off like climbing up platforms, like doing all this insane shit. And you can't do that five minutes into the game. You have no fucking idea how to do it. Or even if you knew it, like a part of it, you wouldn't be able to like link all of it together. Um, So yeah, like I think the game like has to kind of be dumbed down and bad for the first (laughs) few fights. Cause you're like, you have to learn how the game works um, before you can, before it can like really start to sing. And there's like a real flow. Yeah, there's like a there's a very clear critical point in the uh, not in the story, but somewhere through the game's timeline where each weapon addition is no longer like a new weapon that you have to use all the time. It's just another option, another way to just shred. And at the beginning of the game, though, it is different where every time like you go from the pistol to the shotgun like that is just a whole nother world of gameplay. Um, so yeah, there's like these very distinct early steps where the, uh, like it really just continues to open up wider and wider until you're just, you know, and then it becomes more of a sandbox for you to approach each level and each, you know, combat encounter, um, with like whatever you see fit. But I think that was part of the problem or not the problem. Part of why we maybe weren't as psyched at the beginning is because you are kind of boxed in in the way you can approach everything and Mm. you don't really know you haven't really synergized uh, with the game yet. Yeah, and also one of the things, one of the notes that I have on, I guess this is sort of a negative, but not really a negative, I'm trying to keep it positive, is like the movement in the game. But So you're constantly moving. You learn that really quickly, right? If you stand still, you just get surrounded and destroyed by a horde of demons. You need to like move around these basically like multiplayer arena type of map design you're in a small room with very few areas of cover anything like cover and you just need to run and jump and kill um i think that the game limits itself with the lack of movement so movement is one of the things that you sort of progress as the game goes you get the ability to double jump then you get the ability to control yourself in the air and you learn about mantling and climbing stuff where i feel like I would have liked that from the get-go because that, to me, is part of the core of, to use one of the quotes from a GDC talk I walked, one of the id guys, he said, we wanted it to feel like Bruce Lee on a skateboard with a shotgun. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like that, and you get there. You actually get there. But it just takes a while to get there. Whereas 
I would have been okay if I was limited with just the pistol or limited with just the first shotgun, but I could still move like Bruce Lee on a skateboard. You know what I mean? And it, yeah, I mean, you do get there and, and it, and it feels incredible, but like movement wise, if it felt more like apex legends and I could sprint slide, double jump, wall jump, climb anything, I feel like it would have immediately hit harder than it did. Yeah, it's hard to know, like, if they're gating this, like, the mechanics and the guns and stuff like that. Like, if I would have liked it a lot mm. right from the beginning, or, like, I would have gotten it. I, it does seem like I got double jump, like, too late. Yeah, yeah it was way too late. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, that, I, was, I was also thinking that. Like, that could be in there from the beginning. It's not like I learn, like, I need to learn a lot to be able to use that. But, yeah. Uh, but yes, like I think, I think otherwise it. I, I, do you think it's like too? I I noticed the characters are like pretty. The character is pretty heavy, which I think is like kind of what you're talking about. Like it feels like, uh, like climbing feels a little slow. Like it, it ape because we've been playing a lot of Apex like the past couple of years or however long it's been out, and like that game isn't that good, but like. I like I just like love running around the map because it feels so like fast. You just, yeah, you feel like you feel like liquid, right? It's maybe it's like Bruce Lee. You want to be like water, right? <laughs> right. Um, and this game didn't quite have the movement. Um, but I, I do want to mention like you saying that Bruce Lee on a skateboard. The I we I sent this to you guys earlier. Robert Yang, who's like a game designer. At oh NYU, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who just makes the best fucking games. They're like all like he's like. A lot of them are like about like he he's gay, and they're a lot about they're usually about like uh I don't know like some like homoerotic like often it's homoerotic like you're at a urinal looking at other guys' dicks <laughs> or like <laughs> like massaging different guys in a shower. Um, his games are amazing. We'll put some in show notes. Um, but he said like it in reference to Doom. He was like uh. I prefer the tyranny of anime over the t- the tyranny of military sim, right? And this is th- this is much more anime than it is um sh- like a military shooter, um and like to yeah glorious results. <laughs> yeah, I think I hadn't really thought of any negatives about the movement. It's not something I really think about in games generally. Mm. I feel like people who played a lot of Counter Strike think about it a lot. Um, like Alon and do you know anyone like that? Um, <laughs> but I have some other friends who also like complain about movement in games we play. And um, I, I do think there's something to be said, at least when it comes to sprint, there's something to be said about the only time you don't have a reticle on your screen or you don't have your gun up is when you're mantling. Right. Mm. Which I think is part of what makes the climbing feel, maybe feel a little slower than it mm. actually is. Maybe it is as slow as it actually is, but um, it feels as slow as it actually is, but you are just like always in shoot mode. You are never interrupting unless it's like switching that's, guns and mantling, you know? And that's I think, a really good point. Yeah. I mean, if, if just off the top of my head, if you climbed with one hand instead of two and just still had your gun out, I don't think we would have felt like it was slow because combat never ended. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those interruptions feel really long. I mean, even the glory kills feel like a little too much of a hiccup in mm. the action. Um, I mean, I, I do love them, 
but you what what are the glory kills first of all so yeah people have no idea yeah so glory kills basically if you do enough damage to an enemy they get like highlighted or are staggered um it's like a visceral attack or a parry in the soulsborne games and you can just go up and do an execution attack. This behind me, this is one of them where <laughs> Doom Guy is about to split this alien's or this demon's head in half. Um, so, but when it does it, you become untargetable. The music normally like cuts out. You hear like all the sounds of what you're doing to the demon. <laughs> um, and for the most part, it's really epic and awesome. But sometimes it almost feels like a, a scene in a movie that they left like a half second on either end it was just like a little too much you know but i don't know yeah i i feel like maybe we should break this down a little bit so so the glory kill is essential because you are invulnerable while it's taking place and after a glory kill you get um health and later armor and ammo sometimes sometimes yeah yeah um And so, yeah, so it's, like, essential to the rhythm of the game. Like, you need to stagger people to, A, like, survive some, like, big attack that's coming um, or uh, refill your health, like, when your health's low. So, like, sometimes you can just, like, nuke enemies uh, or often you're nuking enemies, but once your health starts to get low or you want to top off your health, you need to, like, stagger them, like, not do too much damage, run up to them, execute them, and then continue this cycle. Um, and one other important component of this is like the chainsaw, yes, which, uh, is like, you have very limited chainsaw gasoline fuel (laughs) and you basically about once every other fight, you can chainsaw an enemy in which the, the like more difficult they are, the more fuel you use, but also the better the ammo drops are. So you can kind of like sit on your chainsaw for a little while, use all your ammo, get really low, use, do some glory kills, and then chainsaw some like huge dude right as he gets up in your face and reset, you restock your ammo and then you're back, like repeat this cycle. Um, and it just feels fucking awesome <laughs> when you have it dialed in. It just feels so good. It's sort of another thing that doesn't really make sense for us just coming in first fight, first bunch of fights. You don't really care about Glory Girls. Like, it's a cool animation, but you're not like, this is essential and part of the... It's It's, it's not just, like you said, it's part of the cycle. It's not just like how to kill a demon it's how to play the game and not die (laughs) like it's it's so essential you have to always move you have to always shoot you have to glory kill here and there you have to chainsaw here and there or you will run out of health or you will run out of ammo so it's it's part of it's very well executed in the sense that it encourages movement it encourages aggression which you learn again like i said earlier you learn very early if you don't move, if you try and cover, if you try and make it Gears of War, you'll just die. Um, and one of the things in the in the no clip doc that was really good is he he said he wanted to feel like Fruit Ninja with demons, the glory kills, <laughs> and it totally does, and they're so sick. And like, I found myself like sticking my tongue out and stuff in those moments. <laughs> like they're fucking, oh, they feel so good, and like the animations are clean and tight and 
it gets a little monotonous maybe at some point, but then the fighting gets better and harder and then they, it gets back. You, you're back to doing it. And it's just like, it's like the one mechanic they added that no other doom game has had. And they, I, in my opinion, they just fucking nailed it and it, it feels so good. Yeah. There's, and there's enough variety. Well, there's various types of glory kills on each enemy. And then each different enemy type has like a different main way you kill it when you glory kill it. So it does feel pretty fresh. Even like if you just are glory killing imps all game, it's really annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually you have a pinky, a pinker or pinky pinky pinky, <laughs> a Steven pinker. <laughs> pinker. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, you yank their horn out and, slice them open with it or whatever. And so it's, so um, sick. yeah, I, although I was waiting for a glory kill where like I stick a shot, the shotgun in their face and blow their head off or like stuff a grenade in their mouth. Um, that was the only, okay, that was the only thing sick. I was left. That was the only thing I was left wanting. Um, but you, ca- you kind of get those, you get the, uh, the game closes with the shotgun to the mouth of the, spider queen but no that's a it's a bfg, it's a BFG. oh you're totally right but also the one of the fat guys i forget what they're called man, man cubists or something mm-hmm. yeah one of them you pull the thing out from their chest stuff it down their throat <laughs> right. and then, like, yeah you do you do <laughs> this it's very like the rock when you know he <laughs> sticks the green ball of poison in the guy's mouth and then punches him in the face like the I was, vx like, gas so or, fucking sick or it's like the uh the x-men first class where I don't, I don't remember which X-Men movie it is for sure, where there's the like adapt guy and Kevin Bacon puts <laughs> like a ball of energy inside of him and is like adapt to this. Oh, and then he explodes dodge this. <laughs> dodge this. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. also glory kills from all angles right, um, right, of right. the same enemy, which, you know, you can do from behind, like looking at their legs when you're crouched, when you're jumping, like, it probably sounds like it'll interrupt the flow of never moving, but whatever angle you're at and however fast you're moving, you can hit it and it does, it happens and you're back in action. And like, I felt like it didn't interrupt the action at all. Yeah, I do. F- I actually don't care a lot about the animations. I, and like, I was hoping there would be a way that like, maybe you could incorporate the angle more to like be a little bit more, strategic or something like as as you're falling down i think makes sense Mm. like it like so when you fall from heights they have impact right so like if you fall from a super high height you like hit the ground and you're kind of stunned for a second there's this probably called something impact compensation in the game (laughs) yeah um but if you glory kill you from above you don't have that right so that's like a really that's like a really good game mechanic way to incentivize the glory kill to use it strategically. Like there's no reason to attack someone from the left leg versus the right leg versus this other stuff. Um, which is, you know, it's okay. Like it's not, you know, this game's fucking awesome, but, (laughs) um, I don't know. I, the variety, the the variation isn't super important to me. I I did want to say you like the beginning of the, in the glory kills kind of like represent my, evolution with the game where it's like in the beginning i like did my first glory kill and was like haha and then yeah. i would just make sure i sniped all the imps from f- far away mm. with the charged pistol and blew their heads off and was like oh i'm never gonna glory kill because like i'm a fucking sniper and I'm, <laughs> i have amazing aim and i played shooters my whole life and then in the end of the game i would literally 
someone was ready, like prime for a glory kill, I'd throw a grenade at their feet in a sea of guys. I'd dive in, glory kill them as the grenade explodes, and I'm oh. invulnerable. And then, like, that area is clear, and then I go back to fighting. And, like, you know, it's just like so that 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 change was like so different and just feels so awesome to like run in, like do this insane shit like you're yeah, like a super action hero versus like the beginning where I'm like, I'm never going to do this and I'm just going to shoot people from the from distance. That's awesome. And yeah, it was it's just feels so good. I pulled this long quote from the writer and designer at Supergiant Games, Greg Cassavan, who also used to be a critic, and he was writing about Doom, and I pulled this quote. He said, Apart from all the blistering action, it's filled with reverence for the 93 original. It's not a reboot, it's an homage. It's interesting to look at how shooters evolved in response to Doom. And he's talking about the original Doom. At first, most shooters were like Doom. Then shooters started asking questions. They weren't always deep questions, but still. What if you had to stop and reload your weapons from time to time? Then you couldn't keep firing nonstop and would have to choose your moments to engage. What if you had to take advantage of cover? Then there'd be more combat than just running and dodging. What if you had limited health? Combat could feel more dangerous as it well ought. What if there was a story? And so on. And some very good shooters were born of these questions. And now it's taken more than 20 years for those re-examined assumptions to become the cookie-cutter standard of today. So now it's Doom presenting the alternative to the trend and asking the hard-hitting questions. And I think like it's such a good quote because we're all coming in with this basically baggage of almost 30 years because we're playing it this year, not in 2016, almost 30 years of what is a shooter? What is a single player game? What is a campaign? And we're going in with going to cover. We're crouching and zooming. We're going for headshots. We're, and this game does such a good job of re it's an homage to the old one. Like you said, it's it. We're relearning the origins of Doom. <laughs> Even though it's so old, we're relearning how to play this game, which is something we said we all said at the beginning. We're relearning how to run and gun, how to YOLO, how to be the guy, how to be Doom guy, how to be the Doom Slayer, the thing that all demons fear, the thing that hell fears, <laughs> the thing that is just worshipped by everyone to go kill and kick ass and just rip and tear, you know? And so, yeah, I just thought it was super, super good quote. It is, I think this is the best shooter I've ever played. Just, it is, I think that quotes, yeah, like really highlights my, like, just my, about my assumptions about what shooters should be. Um, Because you're playing against robots, right? You're not, like, playing Wolfenstein, like, the new Wolfenstein, which is, like, cool and, like, has a good story, like, you are, like, playing angles, like, crouching behind stuff. Like, maybe you can see someone, like, around, like, their arm around somewhere where they're, like, ducking behind cover and you just, like, kill them, like, by shooting them in the arm a bunch. Like, or you're waiting at the top of the stairs waiting for people to come up and you just blast them away real quick. Half-Life 2, right? You do stuff like this. Um... It's fun, but, like, this is... I just feel like this is... uh, It lets you just go all out in the game space in a way that, like, is really 
expressive and you the game is pushing you to your limit and you're pushing like the enemies to your their limit like you're saying you always have to be on the move and everything it's i i feel like we kind of should talk about like uh hit scan versus projectiles but Mm -hmm. danny danny told me when he was trying to get me to play paintball when we were younger he was i don't know if you have you ever played paintball Mm alone yeah he he was like it's the best video game ever made Mm. (laughs) and (laughs) so sick and it's like i didn't really ever want to play it and the first time i played i was like this is fucking amazing this is like the best video game ever Mm -hmm. and because you can you can do something awesome and people can't hit you, right? You can you can dive through something and, like, the bullets are slow and, like, don't... They're not, like, laser beams, right? You right. can slide behind cover and do something incredible. And... <laughs> I, I was going to interrupt you and say, as opposed to laser tag, which is the worst video game <laughs> yeah, ever. Right, yes, <laughs> yes. <Basically. laughs> yes, totally. And, and this is paintball, right? It's, like, it, it's even slower, uh... But, like, for some reason, we've always, like, oh, bullets are super fast and, like, and, like, Wolfenstein and all these other games. It's, like, right. if you click on someone's head, they instantly die. And in this, it's not only do you, is that not true for you, but it's not true for the enemies. And so you can manipulate that. Um, there's no need to cheese enemies because, like, actually what you're doing is totally outplaying them in a way mm. that feels awesome, right? You yes. just dodge the projectiles back and forth. And you, like, to cheese them wouldn't would even like take more time like there are like enemies where you can just like you know strafe back and forth and like bounce and kill them and you're just like i'm playing with you like i'm a god yeah like you can't touch me um i don't know did it does that did i say enough there do you guys have some (laughs) some something to go off of that i think it's a yeah i think it's an apt comparison um it is yeah, it's amazing to like bob and weave between bullets and like jump over a pinky and also be dodging projectiles, <sighs> yes. you know, um, like jump over a pinky, dodge a projectile and then shotgun him in the back twice and glory mm. kill like those that second and a half is just in, um, amazing. You know, it's an out of body experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a bunch of clips. I started saving clips of really cool things I did like that. And I was watching through some of them before we jumped on tonight. And it was amazing what I thought was awesome Mm. at the beginning of the game. I have one where I just like had the shotgun and like jumped off of something and shot on my way down and killed something and then (laughs) landed and killed something. Then later in the game, it's like, you know, there are 10 enemies. I BFG'd them, switched to a Goss and like sniped one of the ghastlies (laughs) that's flying around. And then, um, you know, just like... killed like 10 times as many enemies in the same amount of time and and, uh yeah it's 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 just beautiful yeah one of the things i think this is relevant to what you started saying also teddy and one of the things i was thinking about a lot is is like what is a first person shooter what is an fps game and right we were just talking about how we've been kind of taught that that's what you should do in shooters and that's the goal is to hit them without them even getting a shot off really is like the goal and then I thought more about like, okay, so first person shooter was basically invented with Wolfenstein 3D, also by id, also by the same, you know, core guys. And then they made Doom and then they made Doom 2 all in like less than two years of time, I think, with all those games. Um, it's obviously named after the perspective that you're seeing the game from. You're, you're in the person, you're in the model seeing first person like you, like humans see. 
But I don't know if this is too, like, I'm reaching too much, but I thought more about it, and, like, the difference between this and other shooters, say, Counter-Strike or Super Hot or Half-Life 2 or whatever, whatever you want to throw in there, is, like, you actually are the Doom guy in this game. You're not yourself controlling a thing. You're basically cosplaying as this fast, powerful, alpha, aggressive space marine, or you'll die. There's actually no other way to play the game. So it's a true first person in that sense. Like From the minute you wake up, I, I, I talked about that intro already, everyone's worshipping you, you kill demons, you break the fucking screen, I don't care about the story, get this out of my face. I'm wearing the Doom Guy mask already. You know, I I kick so much fucking ass. Not I'm controlling a, a good guy. You know, you wear a mask so long you forget who you were beneath it, like sort of vibe. Whereas like Counter-Strike, you express yourself through your skill, your movement, your aim, whatever. Super hot. You you're you're controlling a character, expressing yourself with your skill, your timing, your navigation of the puzzles, your like assessment of the level half-life like you're not gordon you know you're you're never gordon you're just they call you gordon whatever it doesn't it doesn't even matter but i'm real i realized through like thinking about this for you know when i started playing through now is that this is like the true first person shooter core where you are the the user becomes the character truly instead of just seeing through their eyes and controlling it I don't know if that's like too too deep, but that that's how I felt. No, yeah, that's, let's just, fu- that's fucking awesome. Yeah, podcast <laughs> podcast over. <laughs> yeah, that, we we have nothing else to say. That's, that's post, beautiful. I gotta post that. That's gonna be our our new TikTok. It's just that that feel. It's a uh, unfortunately it's an eleven part TikTok, but you know, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. There's there's this term people use in game criticism and design. It's called like ludo narrative whatever ludo okay. being like play narrative and being like story okay. and it's like this is a representation of that like of this merging of like usually shooters clash or games just clash right it's like they tell you a narrative and then there's all these weird mechanics in between right and like you know we just kind of are like oh you know this is how games work like they're not perfect and you know so whatever like doesn't matter that you kill civilians occasionally like even though you're supposed to be like a mit scientist like right is you know we just won't, we won't ask too many questions like we <laughs> you know we let them get away with it and this that's not the case right it's just you you know you're a hundred percent right it's just totally linked up and it's amazing right yeah and and just one other like follow-up that i forgot to say as i was ranting is one thing that I remembered from our Half-Life 2 pod was we talked about like the silent protagonist and how you hate that, Teddy. And you were like, the, the thing that I remember you saying was, because I talk, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> it, it, this guy should talk because I talk. Doom guy never talks in 30 years of games. But that's okay because I'm Doom guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> And like yeah. that, that just represents it. Like the story, we should talk about the story. Maybe we can transition there. But the story doesn't matter because 
he doesn't think it matters, which means therefore I don't think it matters. You know, it's like him smashing the screen is me smashing the screen because I just want to skip it and kill more demons. <laughs> it, it's all one. It's all brain link. It's it's fucking like Pacific Rim linking brains or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm down to I'm down to move to the story because like I think it is it's bad, uh, but I don't know if it has to be. It does mm. kind of seem like, you know, like, oh, well, he hates the story, too. I We hate the story. <laughs> like, yes, but I feel like you can, I don't know, maybe you can do better. Like, why have it at all, kind of? Mm. I, like, it, it did feel, that did feel, like, still grounded too much in what we think of as, like, narrative and games and shooters. Like, oh, we have this dude who radios commands to you and instructions. So I was like... I mean, it actually is amazing that I still play games or like go open this, go to this objective and like push a push the action button on it because like you need to do that. It's like, oh, the key to this thing is over here. You have to go do that. Like, I don't know, just like put a dot at the end of the level and be like, get here. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. I don't need to talk to anybody. Yeah, that was Luke's question was, did y'all give a shit about the plot or nah? Or to expand, how do you feel the plot serves the game? I and mean, what do you think of the story, Danny? I didn't really think that much of it. I liked the yeah. characters. Like, I really liked Dr. Samuel Hayden. Um, <laughs> I like this giant robot with a Commander. really cool voice. Yeah. Our, ex- all- our XCOM board member. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but, yeah, I mean, I d- certainly, I was Doom Guy in that respect where I just wasn't even, I was, I, I did like reading the lore of the enemies and mm. weapons and stuff um, and some of the environments as well. But did you? I feel like <laughs> no, I'm not you? not enjoyed as in like I liked learning more about this world. It was more like I thought they were written written in a funny way and a playful yeah. way that I liked. They were kind um, of funny, yeah. But no, I didn't think. Uh, I have. I think I have something. Um, I thought I had something written down that was a quote um, from it, but maybe I don't from one of them. But anyways, I. I- Basically, agree with everything both of you said, where it's just, I thought it was, like, cool that the Doom guy didn't give a shit, and I'm the Doom guy, and I don't give a shit, but it didn't have to be bad, and also what you said, Teddy, I think is important, that it didn't really have to exist, like, because that's not what the game, I think you're spot on where I think they just had to throw it in, because that, like, it wouldn't be surprising to me if Bethesda, who bought ID, or bought id, was just, like, it needs some fucking story, guys. Just throw something in. You know, we're bringing in the story writing guy, and they're like, fine, whatever, fuck. But this is interesting. Like, I'm trying to imagine now if there was no narration and it was, you basically just like punch the thing. It's like, escape this. And you basically just got a one line in the corner that says, like, get out of the building or like escape the room. And yeah. then later it's like, destroy the coolant system, like, bring right. down the base. You know, just no exposition just very strict tasks where, and maybe more um, reasonable transitions where like you break something and then the portal to hell opens and then it's like escape hell, which is basically what it is anyways. Yeah. I wonder if that would have been weird or it almost feels like it could have been sicker, like almost like a um, a dark room, almost like a dark room, you know, that's what I'm imagining. It's sort of of show me, don't tell me. It's like, I don't need to be, I don't need a PowerPoint presentation about going to hell. 
Like when I get there and the demon, whatever fucking devil, uh, God, whatever, goes, he's here. When you get to hell, you're just like, oh my God, I'm in hell. This is so sick. Like, you know, and it's, it's really like a horror story about the Doomslayer. It's a horror story about the demons and hell things being scared of you. That's what the actual story is. Yeah. You're like, I, I told you about this study, but I pulled from, from the Mitchell and Webb peep show guys skit is like Hans are like, are we the baddies? Like at some point during the game, I realized like, I'm not locked up in here with you. You guys are locked up in here with me. You know, when the door is closed and I start the fight by ripping the fucking heart out of the thing, I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, you're all dead. You're mine. I'm unkillable. You know, and that's really what the story is. It's like that feeling of becoming the Doom guy and then learning to be the Doom guy is really a story. The rest of the shit, I, uh, one thing that I wrote down is like, the story is so half-assed and vague it feels like every sentence ends with or else. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> you know, like it's so stupid and so poorly written that you, you start the audio of something and you just walk away and the audio just fades away. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, right, like right. It's so it doesn't matter at all. And like, there's, I think there's like one cutscene that is long. It's when you meet Samuel Hayden, the, your robot, narrator and you can't like skip it and it's doom guy doesn't like just kill him or punch him and break it and move on from the story and like i remember that being like why why am i here why am i stuck in here like why are you telling me this why am i in this room why don't i have my guns this is so stupid i don't care and that was like an essential part of the story you know where he explains the hell thing and what you have to get and it's just like yeah i think it could have been cooler as like almost just nothing and you everything else that we've said that is so great would still exist right right Um, yeah Yeah. the the codex i just i was like oh you know we're doing this for the video game club like yeah like i want to you know do all of it and like you know after maybe like the 20th codex (laughs) entry i was like why the fuck am i reading this like this is so like why like this is not fun like the game is about like doing insane shit in a combat arena like why am i doing this yep um leave it for the game manual (laughs) yeah or just like i i I feel like if it's gonna be there don't like you we i'm gonna evaluate it right like and it's bad like and so if you put it in don't phone it in make it good i should say i feel like we should say that I believe none of us have played the sequel, which is Doom Eternal. Yeah, which came out this year, or was it this year or last yeah, year? I think it was. Yeah. I think it was last year. Okay, last year. You know, it took a lot of balls to do what they did with Doom 2016. It really did. I mean, they. That's why I was in development hell for so long. They they made a bunch of unfun bad games before coming to this. You know, and it. It took a lot of balls to be like, no, like story doesn't matter. You just kill, you just move, like, well, you know, go back to those cores. I wouldn't be shocked if in Eternal, and I probably will play it because this one was so fun, but I wouldn't be shocked if in Eternal they went more in the direction that we're talking about because this was so well received. And I think like there wasn't a single review that I looked up was like, and then you get the codex, which is so cool. And like unlock all the environments and read about like Olivia Pierce, this 
fucking last thing I could possibly care about, you know? Like, so maybe, maybe in Eternal, they, they went this step further that we are craving, you know what I mean? Yeah. There is a great, I guess, story moment, or not story moment, but like a part where Sam, Dr. Samuel Hayden is talking to you when you're mm. destroying the filters for the like Argent reactor. Oh, and, I know exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about like, you are just like an agent of destruction. He's not like that. He, you know, he's just kind of narrating you as you bust these things open and kind of asking you not to. And I was totally thinking of the end of Half-Life 2 when Breen is over the loudspeaker, like, you have destroyed so much, but ha- name one thing you have created. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was a great, great parallel. Am I, are we the baddies? Are we <laughs> right, the baddies? Exactly. That's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, there's more awesome. of an answer to that question in this one than in, <laughs> than in Half-Life 2. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care, also. <laughs> it's like a bigger question, but also I don't care. Yeah. I'm here to kill. <laughs> you, you woke me up. I'm here to do my job. Um, uh, the sense of humor is bad. I also in I, I find it kind of I find it like very puerile. Like it's just like adolescent. Like I just feel like it's like I don't know a lot about John Carmack and uh, what's his name um, John Romero. John Romero. But like this, like it, it reminds me like too much of like Duke Nukem. Like mm. like potty humor is not the right term, but it's just like really adolescent. Like. Like, did you guys find the Serbo, Su- Super Turbo Turkey Puncher game? No. There's like an arcade console I found in the back of some room where you just like that. punch turkeys and you get like a high score for punching turkeys. I was like, <laughs> this is so, so embarrassing. Like, this is not funny. This is just not yeah. funny. I like, didn't, where, what are the other parts where they try and be funny? Like, there's just like, uh, like the like, propaganda of like the space station oh like, yeah yeah like, yeah it, it just i don't know it just felt like a little too i don't know i it, I didn't like it and it was like i just feel like these are like a bunch of like dudes who think they're funny yeah, uh, yeah which I'm, which you see in the no clip doc and stuff and they do think they're funny and they have really bad taste in action movies <laughs> Based on uh, one of them was saying like, um, what's his name? Hugo Martin, who was really funny. And he actually did work on the Jaegers from Pacific Rim, which is why I had that like in my head. He created them, which is sick. It's so cool. Even though I thought that movie was shit. It was like, those are cool. Um, He was saying how like the last Boy Scout was like a major epiphany moment, which is a buddy cop movie with... Bruce Willis and I forget his fucking name. And it's, it was really bad. I watched it because of this. I was like, yeah, okay. Inspiration. Cool. Yeah. Let me watch it. Terrible action movie. But, um, yeah, they are, they, they are exactly that. Like they, they, he talks about the codex a lot in the no clip doc and he's like, yeah, it was funny. Like, I love that nerd shit, like collecting. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like you, you do you, like you made a great game, but like it's trash. Yeah. Yeah, I have written down a line from Foundry, the Foundry level that says, have you filled out your accidental death and dismemberment form yet? See Jessica in HR to fill it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. like, so uh, I definitely know what you're saying. Though I do think one, the one funny moment that sticks out to me is when you need a, a like you have to get through a retina scanner. I think it's to get the BFG. Yeah. And you slam the corpse into the retina scanner, but that's just me. 
Yeah, I, I, I like all, I, I, I wanted to think it was funny, but it was just like too much. I could, I couldn't get, I couldn't think it was funny. Uh, Love it. I, I also like as soon as someone offends me with their bad sense of humor, I'm like, right, it's right. doubly it's hard. Back. Yeah, it's doubly hard to impress me. Well, it's also this is just another little tangent. It's like those little story things, like where you have to. You basically just look at the thing that it tells you to look at and press the use key and then it slams the head on. Or you look at another dead body, press the use key, and then you take his arm off and like scan his hand or whatever. What does that do? Like what what does that do for me storytelling wise? Like if you want that to be part of the story, cool. I'm down. Like there are games where I probably have to cut this guy's arm off and pick up his hand and scan it. Like either make me do it. Or don't put it in the game is like kind of where I was thinking. In, like, in Metal Gear Solid 2, you can choke people to like subdue them. And then mm-hmm. like you choke them for a while, you can move them and then knock them out. And at one point, in order to get through a retinal scanner, like this is, you know, way back in the yeah. day, you drag the guy over who you're choking to the retinal scanner and like get through. Like that to me is right, awesome. Right. Like That's using the using... game mechanics. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, it really, you, you feel awesome versus like, it should just be a key card, but instead you grab like a torso and you smash the guy's face. It's just stupid. Thing. It's just yeah. stupid. It's, it's like, those are the very few moments in the game where you never actually leave first person perspective, but it sort of feels like you do. You're like, Oh, this highlighted dead guy. I have to walk up to him and press E and then this like animation plays where I cut his arm off and put it. I'm just like, what? What? Like you remove <laughs> me for a second. Like let me just play, please. Like, yeah. I don't even remember how we got here, but all right. Message received. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Teddy, what were you saying about projectiles and hit scan? Was it? Was there more stuff you wanted to say about that? Because you started it, and then I think we kind of like didn't talk about it. No, I I just think. I just think more games need to do projectiles. I just think like it is, it's such a good way for you to, to express yourself by leading enemies, like in terms of like skill cap, although I'm not super psyched on like just maximizing skill cap in games, but I do think it then like, there's a lot of like interesting ways you can outplay people using that. And uh, I just think it's like a lot more, it's, it's usually like slower in a fun way it's like kind of like you're fighting in slow motion like it's mm. the matrix or something right mm. you're neo dodging bullets instead right. of instead of die hard not not to say die hard isn't good and watch um, your mouth yeah. yeah sorry um but that's, i feel like that's it that's all I have to say. yeah i feel like bullet drop also it adds like a level of uh like humanity to the combat where like when i'm throwing a ball to someone I like look at them and figure out how, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw this hard. And like, I don't, I can't explain how I put that at perfect amount, but like in PUBG, someone's running on a beach and I'm like, I'm going to go five notches above them and take the shot. And like, you just like, you know, you may, your brain makes the calculation and yeah. there is something like really cool about having to humanize your, or like throw, like bring your own, like human nature, uh, yeah, like we'll making it, which those, is really cool. That doing that same mental math that you do in real life all the time. It's right, not it's just throwing immersive. a ball. It's yeah. like when I throw something in the trash, when I like throw a fork in the sink. Right, you're always right, right. doing that in real life. It's cool to do it in a game. And also, I think it's it's we we mentioned this, but it's really cool that when the enemies have projectiles too, right? Because right, right, right. It gives you something to dodge. The 
the in guy in the GDC talk that I mentioned before and we'll put in the notes, he was saying projectiles and doom are basically oncoming traffic in a racing game. And then he said, the enemies aren't too dissimilar. There's no time for exotic behaviors or long animations because you will have already killed them or run by them and they're no longer in your field of view. You need to be able to look at an enemy or the silhouette or the projectile itself and know exactly, you do that mental math, right? Of how do I dodge this? How am I going to outplay this? Like you look at a room, these are all the enemies. How am I going to kill them? What's the best way to kill them? Use my ammo. What gun do I want? Like, you need to be able to do that instantly and then attack it. And that's like such a big part of the fun. Yeah. There, when we were talking about first person shooters, like what's, you know, like I've been like thinking about this a lot. Like what's the, do we just play them? Because like, that's how we see the world. Like, Mm. is this an interesting way to play games? Like you, you basically are always eliminating maybe two thirds of the game space where you're based on where you're looking and i feel like a lot of old shooters and a lot of shooters today it's more like you're just kind of like a field of view moving through the world you do like turn and do stuff but you're kind of like when you play through a golden eye level it's like basically mario right you're just like pushing through like the world like there's a guy you're it's almost like you're playing like a house of the dead at Mm. like an arcade right it's almost like you're on rails um and this it's like really like the lack of a of visual cues in the space like it's constantly forcing you to like turn and look and like get information turn back like i had my back to this part of the room for like four or five seconds like i'm like this is getting dangerous like do i really want to try and finish this guy off or maybe i should turn and like it really it really lean maybe leans in it it's the wrong word it just like it it knows it's a shooter, right? It knows that I'm gonna t- I'm gonna like abuse the fact that you're looking in one direction for too long, or I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna punish you for it. So like I'm constantly forcing you to like uh, interact with the fact that you know this is all behind, the, like taking place off screen, right. um, which is like weird. Like it doesn't happen in a lot of other games. You can just like see everything that's going on, um, and like. I feel like most shooters are just like, well, this is what humans see, so this is what we're going to show you. And in Doom, it's like, no, like, there's a reason for this. Like, we're, this is, there's like, there's like a, you can feel the stress behind you, like, or it forces you to constantly get information from different areas and then lose it and then go back to it. Yeah, like, if I haven't looked behind me in, like, two seconds, yeah, there is, like, a pressure building I like can feel it that I have no idea what's going on. Maybe a pinky spawned and is about to charge me, you know? Um, yeah, so I, I totally it, agree. That's, that's, that's really well said. They call it combat chess, which I think is a really bad name for it, but that's what was coined. I think back in the day and they just stick with it. And what they mean by combat chess is that basically you're in the middle of a board or a level or a map and all of these different types of pieces are surrounding you. So it has nothing to do with actual chess aside from different types of pieces that move differently. And you have to like do that mental math, calculate how to beat the room, how soon do I need to turn, where do I need to move? And they nailed the map design so well because I don't know if you ever you guys were ever into the sort of like Quake 3 type of online games where it was 1v1 shooters, but those maps were very similar to these types of maps where 
it's basically like you have the whole map dialed in your head and the spawns are also dialed in your head and you're just constantly moving from like spawn to spawn to spawn to get the more powerful weapons or whatever. You don't do that in this game, but the idea is the same where you enter a room and you basically have the entire map downloaded immediately where it's like, I know where I can jump. I know how to get everywhere. I know what I can climb, what I can't climb. And I know where all the initial wave of enemies are. And like, it's so good because like you guys have been saying, it's, it's, it's such a good design because most games, like you said, Teddy, are are 180 degrees of combat. Every, you only fight with what you see in front of you. And this is a rare game, on, which you really only experience in multiplayer games, not really in, in single-player campaigns, where it's 360-degree combat at all times. So that the maps serve the combat. You know, the, the combat, like, defined how the maps have to be because... They can't be complicated with corridors and all this weird stuff. They have to be like parkour arenas, basically, where you just like anything you see, you can get to anything, any wall you see, you can jump over or double jump over if you want to hit it really cleanly, you know, and like, it's just, it's just great. They just did a great job. This is the first true four dimensional shooter. True. <laughs> it's a four-dimensional shooter, and they're playing 5D chess. Which is actually, in that vein, this is a very small thing I had, but it kind of seems relevant to all the turning and angling. Um, but the sound design, specifically the like sounds of enemies and the like, sound effects are like the like the stereo, like the binaural nature of it is so annoying. It's like you turn your head and it's totally silent in your other ear. And video games do this all the time in cutscenes where you can control your camera. Mm. Like so, sometimes like in Skyrim, it's louder if you turn and are standing right next to them and put your ear right there. And it's just, maybe that's tr- true, but it just feels so exaggerated. And I found myself just really, uh, that was the, like one of the, probably the worst gripe I had with the whole game was this like, I love the sounds, but they're coming from I'm like, I'm in the virtual barbershop, you know, it's like, well, I actually like, don't think it's good in terms of binaural spacing. I actually, I do think the sounds are awesome, but yeah, I think they could have done a better job of three dimensional sound space. Cause like, absolutely. That's, I mean, I also think that's super interesting with bin- binaural stuff, but how you can locate things by sound. It's just like an amazing human ability but i do think as games get better and better you're seeing more and more of that and it's like uh i think that's like a way you can deal with like actually we're existing in a 3d space in our ears but in our eyes we're not Mm. and like you know what you know this game isn't perfect but like i think you know maybe a better version of this could do that yeah and i just finished the last of us 2 which did come out more recently but is on more restricted audio hardware than PCs were in 2016 and still are. Um, or And and now have obviously gone beyond. And the sound, the audio is incredible. Like it's mm. so, you can really hear exactly where things are coming from, especially if you're playing with a headset. Um, so I, that those are the two games. I was playing both those games like back to back these last few weeks. And so it was always really jarring to come back to doom and be like, 
oh, I, I like love what I'm hearing, but why, why is <laughs> like, why does it feel like I have water in my right ear right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree and disagree because I think, yeah, like I'm, I'm super also trained to trust my ears where an enemy is. Like I, I've, I have 20 years of trusting that, but and sometimes it's right in this game. That's what that was. What was frustrating with me, right? I, if I hear an imp over, you know, back right of me, I always turn 100 percent of the time. But half the time there was no one. There's not right. even an enemy in the room. That's what drove me crazy. It was like yes, yeah. It's like no, cool agree, yeah. sounds when you're walking through a hallway. But why does it sound like I'm getting attacked from all angles when there's <laughs> not even an enemy? Right. I just want cool atmospheric sounds in those moments. And then when I'm actually in a fight and I hear a pinky behind me, I, it's right. And I'm like, oh shit, there actually is a pinky behind me, and I have to double jump here. But yeah, it's just it was inconsistent. And then there's also the there's also the music though, which much like the Castlevania pod we haven't mentioned till like you know an hour into the pod but it's it's incredible it won all sorts of awards it's it it colors everything that we've said that's good about the game and and it brings it brings it out right it's like it's just it was so 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 good the yeah and this to stay on my uh last of us 2 comparison mm. i've was I just had this thought where if you took the music out of Doom, the game would be so much worse if it was silent. <laughs> and The Last of Us 2 would be a little worse. But for the most part, I think, like, yeah, the music is just so, like, intertwined with the gameplay in this game. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. There's this one part where you, like, clear a room and then, like, you open some you like activate something and then immediately the music like cuts back in. Like it's like you like have spent this whole time fighting and then you like activate something right. So the music ends after you clear the room, then you activate something and then it kicks right back into like the combat loop. And you're just like, Oh fuck, I have to do this all over again. <laughs> and it was like, it was like such a good, that was like a good use of humor and music. I was, I don't remember what part, but I was like, this is fucking genius. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's, it's not just that the music's amazing, and actually, I should mention like I'm gonna do a music, a music from Doom podcast in a week from now. I'm recording with two professional musician friends, so we'll go more in depth there. But the implementation of the music, like you guys were just saying, is is also so good and um, connected to the to the play style, right? Because you listen to the soundtrack on YouTube or whatever, and a track's four minutes long, but that part of the game might've been 20 minutes long. So it's like, how do they do that? Or like every track has quiet sort of ambient parts. Every track has really hype, crazy metal parts where like he ran a chainsaw through the actual synthesizer to get the sound. Like that's a real thing. And, and it feels that way. And the implementation is so good because it's whenever you're reaching that height of like your heart is racing, your adrenaline is probably out of control high, like everything, you're the doom guy in that moment. That's when the music is always at its height. And whenever you're like done with a fight and like, fuck, I just need armor and I just the ammo and like I need to recollect myself, the music's at its low. And it, it's always like it just goes with you and like lives in the game it's it's excellent yeah you so also last of us two comparison 
I, <laughs> I haven't played it. The I, I found that when I finished a fight in The Last of Us 2, like I cleared an area, I afterwards realized they had built an amazing dynamic space for combat and stealth and fighting. And I'm like, the game did not telegraph that enough or you did not understand the map well enough until you totally explored it. And I think this game, it's it's kind of on the line. I think they did a really good job and it's hard to do, but I, I was actually thinking about this, like, especially because we play so many competitive shooters like dial having like a, to- a multiplayer map totally wired i know where this is i know where they're going to come from i know how to like you know apex i know how to climb everything in this building or whatever and they did a good job of like this is how the space works sometimes it would be a little slow when you got to a map you'd have to like mop up a few enemies like especially yeah. in hell and then like the wave would start um but I feel like if I knew the maps a little bit better, I would have felt like a little bit more awesome mm. in the space. Um, I think considering like they, there's no real way to do that, they did a really good job. But I do wish like there were some parts where I was like, oh, I wish I knew I could clear that gap or like I wish I knew I could do this thing. Like I feel like I could have I would have been like more like Bruce Lee. Um to that me, being said, that's, when that's you, the movement. That's what I was saying at the yeah. beginning. Let's start to interrupt you. That, no. Like that's what I was saying with the movement at the beginning is like I should be able to double jump. I should be able to control myself in the air. I should be able to climb fast. Like all that stuff you unlock later in the game, whereas it's core to the map and it's core to the gameplay. And I think you should just have it out the gate. You know, like upgrading the suit. Who gives a shit? Like that's a weird. That's not story, but it's a weird progression thing that yeah, they just like, this felt isn't like, an RPG. This yeah. isn't an RPG, and I don't want to play an RPG. Yeah. I'm Doom guy, so <laughs> yeah, like that. To me, that's what that is more than anything. Because by the end of the game, maybe a part of it is just getting used to it. But by the end of the game, I do feel like I had all the maps dialed in. I knew every jump I could clear because I could double jump. Yeah, I knew like if I hit this thing, I'll fly up there or whatever. But it it took unlocking and progressing all of these things about my suit until i like had that you know yeah uh this game's too easy it's not that i disagree i'm just curious what like more difficulty means and when is that good and when is that bad and like does more difficulty add something to the game or does it just make it like unnecessary com- complexity or you know that's like a that's a tough one, I think, to answer of, of getting like the balance of difficulty. Yeah, I think like I actually found towards the end of the game, it was more difficult and it was because there were so many enemies. So many. And it was just like it was too noisy. I feel like I couldn't I couldn't be as artful. Like I really just had to like, you know, get the minigun out and just mow everybody <laughs> down or something like i feel like if there was just slightly less but you had to be a little bit more precise like and this is hard because this is i think as soon as you go over the edge it's it's not doom anymore it's yeah, because not we're fun. clashing with what we said earlier right, right. Now. like you are your it's just i'm dying over and over again like it's not rewarding you for being bold um i've actually heard doom eternal is harder um, oh, okay that's good but I think, and like also 
someone who's not like I played video games my whole life. Someone who like you, like I think you want to be able to turn down the get difficulty also, right? Like I think playing on the easier difficulties is good for people who like, you know, aren't fucking nerd like, you know, <laughs> losers like me. But I do wish like maybe there was something I could have experimented with. Like I, I feel like I shouldn't be able to put it on the hardest difficulty and be like, very often this is too easy. Like mm. um Yeah, fair. And I don't know, maybe they were just like conscious, like we don't want anyone to play this and be like uh yeah like maybe that clashed too hard with the fun like the core mechanics of running gunning fun chaos and the power fantasy of i'm a god right like maybe that just clashes like maybe you don't get all you don't get the i'm the doom guy thing if it's hard and you keep dying i don't know i'm sure they tested it but yeah what where else do you want to go? I think uh, Milk's question was a good one. Yeah, that we didn't I want to go to Milk's question. We want to go there. Milk said, "Do you ever feel alone slash lonely during a single player campaign?" Yes, definitely. No, um, I have an extremely controversial take here. Don't um, say it. Don't say it. Cut. I have and- to say it. I'm I'm very curious what you guys think about it because we grew up playing the same games. I think the optimal way to play this game would be at your friend's house on four-way split screen, if that existed. It doesn't uh, exist. Split tell, screen's dead. Tell me more. Like, I just think like it's. I loved the game. I loved the game, not multiplayer. Like the campaign. Like I loved the game. I just wanted to experience it with my friends. Like I just I like experiencing fun, crazy shit with my friends. That's. A personal preference i guess but like like the first time you beat halo right like that's at your friend's basement or with your brother or something like first time you beat golden eye it's the same right and you switch off or whatever it is and it's like there were so many parts where i was like oh my fucking god and i just wanted like to be next to my friend like experiencing that with like sharing the moment because it's one thing to be like oh yeah i had so many like sick kills it's another thing to be like did you just see that fucking glory kill that I did? And I was like, oh my god, this is insane. Like, I threw a grenade, and then, like, you, you know, that's that was my controversial take, is that, like, this game fucking rules, and I love it, and I just think, like, it reminded me of my youth, of doing those things with my friends by my side, as opposed to doing it by myself and then talking about it later, which is an extremely different experience. <laughs> extremely lame. <laughs> <laughs> those are two different things and i okay. agree okay. with the second that some this is a callback to i mean maybe this is reaching too much but it's to playing in your friend's basement and people watching you or like mm-hmm. all of you or like i actually i mean i i love co-op games danny and i are talking about doing a co-op version of this like section of this podcast right like, awesome yeah, yeah yeah like i absolutely i think that is like peak video games like playing with Me your too. friends in a campaign um but this like i feel like i feel like co-op wouldn't be able to appreciate like you wouldn't be able yeah, to I, see yeah. the awesomeness like watch it, your friend being like oh my god i can't believe you just did that and just everyone be like oh my god you know i like you know, a sleepover in middle school, right? That's, that's what, what this thinking. game is. That's where I want to go. Yeah. That's where I want to go. And yeah, so maybe I was wrong on the co-op, but you get what I'm, you get the vibe of what I'm trying to say, I think. Yeah. Well, and, and related to Milk's question, like, I just think 
with doom and with any game like playing it with other people is awesome like I, it's just more fun that way like you can yeah. still have an awesome arena and do everything that we did in doom with more people but yeah like the experience of the euphoria of that was an awesome play right is yes is playing in at a sleepover in middle school totally danny what do you think yeah i, I think it would have been amplified i don't know yeah i know i agree with teddy that i think a lot of a lot of the aspects of the game would have been more hidden in co-op um i do uh but i think i would have loved to have played it with someone looking over my shoulder or trading off with a friend you know that would have been awesome so i definitely felt i definitely felt lonely that's why it's nice to have shadow play running and i can clip it and share it <laughs> yeah. eventually but too it's soon. not it's just <laughs> not the same yeah dude that is too soon but yeah, yeah it's like i mean yeah i think you guys are are more right than what i was saying about co-op but it's really just the sensation of like a group oh my god did you see that right we play right. online games and you get a bit of that like we're not sitting next to each other but we're on discord and teddy just got a triple kill with in league of legends and outplayed you know and we're all like oh my god we're all screaming and it's so much better than if teddy got the kills and then told us about it later or clipped it it's still cool but it doesn't have like the hype you know and i just felt especially at the beginning when i was it was like a little slower and i i really was prepared to not like the game after a couple hours i was like this just isn't hitting like i'm just I'm going to give this a negative review. Obviously, that changed drastically. But in those moments, I definitely felt like lonely, like, ugh, I have to play this like solo game by myself when my friends are probably on Discord, like playing Rocket League or whatever. And that's so much more fun. It It's a lonely game, too. Like, I was talking to Milk about this a little bit, but like in the last of us you have companions you just gotta play the last of us alone because we're just gonna keep apparently talking about it forever fucking, yeah Jesus, sorry okay. i'm sorry but uh god of war right so you have your you're the god of war or you're not actually you but your son is there too and he's talking with you the whole game and then eventually you get a beheaded uh uh fawn who's <laughs> his head is like attached to your belt and he talks to you too and like the game's full of these characters who are with you in the game space, communicating things about the world, reacting to things you do. Like, oh, look out, Dad! Or like, mm. uh, Jason, Jesus yeah. Christ, Joel, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Jesus Christ, Joel. Like, you do something awesome. But like, holy shit, right? And it and it do, it it doesn't quite. It's not the same, but it 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 feels like, um. The games rec- at least recognizes some of the stuff you're doing, and and they're in a way that it's human, besides just like extra points or something. And it does feel a little bit more, uh, it feels less lonely. Um, and this like Samuel Hayden is like the worst possible companion. He's like a robot, literally, <laughs> a heartless piece of shit, genius. The- the only companion you have in this game or anything close to it is is sort of this is cheesy but it's sort of the music. That's the only thing like like Glory Kill is an example of a thing that I want my friend on the couch to be like, "Oh my, like I want to look at them and be like, "Oh my fucking god," right? <laughs> and that's the part where like the music dips, you open its throat up, smash its head against the wall and then the music rips again, right? Like that's like your closest yep, thing to that's a companion good point. in this that's game. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> 
a lot of your poetry is off the charts this uh, uh thanks man yeah i mean this, this we beat we all beat the game like a, a week ago or whatever maybe more in your case teddy and having a week of just purely like thinking about the game it was really good for me to like crystallize these things that like i felt but i didn't know how to put it into words should we uh answer milk's other question what was it um it was what are your criteria for judging multiplayer games like rocket league versus single player games like doom is there a quality to single player campaign style games that makes them more interesting to talk about mm. yeah i mean i th- i think like we're i think this so far the the conceit of this podcast like we're kind of taking a narrative approach like literature or something like that um that being said like i think we are often talking about games on their own terms anyway and like i don't think like like is it fun to play right uh do we like it what like that could be narrative doom doesn't really have a narrative in fact (laughs) and what it does have sucks right but actually what we love about it are is kind of like what we like about multiplayer games right um it's like I, I I'm like totally fine evaluating a game on its merits, like yeah, why we're playing it. it but I think right. it, it's an interesting question. I think there's I, I think there's more to talk about in this format for a single player game. I, but maybe that's wrong. I feel like if if we were to talk for an hour and a half about Rocket League or League, we would have to get into a lot of the meta game. Or like the world around the game of esports, and uh, there's only so much you can say about what's actually going on, and so much of those experiences is so much of that game is like lived in game to game, where like something cool happened this game, something cool happened the next game, and when you go to talk about it, what you're what you end up just saying is like cool things can happen, varied things can happen, and without running down a list, that's all you can really say about it, you know. So it's that's I guess that's why yeah. we are mostly and probably we are mostly going to be doing this format for single player or co-op and campaign style games. I, yeah, I, I think you nailed that, Danny. It's like also the single player, the, the campaign style game has a beginning, a middle and end. It has acts of whatever, you know, story, narrative, things to pull from that we all experienced. Whereas if we were to do one about counter-strike we would all have very different experiences unless we played literally every game together and watched each other as soon as we died we'd have very different experiences there's also rank is a sort of like a game ruiner you know in a lot of ways like imagine this game had a ranking system or something or put you on a chart if you got this many kills or you you access different things if you're better or worse or it just wouldn't work and and like in a lot of ways like the the heart and soul of like playing games for fun and playing games for like personal expression and pleasure get removed as soon as you put a fucking silver gold platinum next to it you know where it's like i'm just fucking grinding dude like that if i was to do a league of legends thing it'd be it would have to start with i'm trash i'm literal silver trash so anything i say is like invalid because I'm not right. good enough to have an opinion on this. <laughs> right. I mean, how many people out there would be like, oh, Lon doesn't play League of Legends. He's silver. Right. Like, yeah. that's not oh. that's not the game. Right. Yeah. I, 
I worked for Kill Screen, like this video game magazine that was like my dream job when I first moved to New York. And I was writing all these bullshit articles. And my <laughs> editor was finally like, I want you to review a game. Can you review? And I was so psyched. And he's like, Can you re- review Planet Side or Planet Side 2? And it's like a, it's like a sort of MMO shooter. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm so psyched. I'm going to have a review and kill screen. I can't wait. Like, I'm a real writer now. And I probably played like 60 hours of it. And I wasn't comfortable. I never wrote a review because I just didn't like, I was like, I don't, it, can I write the review? Do I know what this game is? Maybe not 60, like 40. Also, it sucked. And I like didn't really get and I didn't really get it and was like, like, am I going to write a review about a game I only put in like an, this game that probably people played for hundreds of hours that like it sucks and I didn't play that much. It just like felt wrong. I was like, if at least if I played the campaign that didn't exist, I would like I got it right. I, I mm-hmm. did it start to finish. But like there was something so open ended about that that I just felt. I felt like a fraud reviewing mm. it. It's like a, um, re- write a review of Eve Online. It's like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. like, and, see, and you've, ne- and you've in, never played it before, years. right? See, World yeah, of Warcraft right. is back. Write a review of World of Warcraft Classic. It just returned. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, that's on my desk in the morning, right? What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? I have to play <laughs> five hundred hours of World of Warcraft to even like remotely understand what the world was like at that moment when it came out. You right. know. And, and it's just, and yeah. the, and that's what I was saying with Counter Strike was my example. Obviously, I, <laughs> how how could we have the same experience? It's actually impossible yeah. that we have the same experience playing this game that I've played ten thousand hours of since you know for the last twenty five years. Right. Probably, I don't even know. Right? You know? Yeah. And I'm not even good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but to the rank point, like I suck now. <laughs> I used to be really good. Now I suck. So I'm not even a, a qualified. You know. Um, should we uh, should we come back to Doom? Yeah, let's let's come home. Um, are there other? I feel like we covered most of the like major things that we wanted and felt like we needed to cover. Was there other stuff that you guys wanted to just like bring up or talk about or? Um, how, how sick is the Doom logo? Oh my I, God. I do think that I'm going to your replayability question. Mm. Um, I do think I might try playing on the absolute hardest difficulty. Yes, and seeing how far I get. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing if it's curious possible. to do that too. So I'm I not going to. Tr- I'm going to do it once, one try. It's called something nightmare or like ultraviolet nightmare. Ultraviolet nightmare. <laughs> I think that's what it, what it's actually called. And yeah, so if you die. In that game, you die in real life. No, if you die in that game, in that mode, you don't. There's no saving in that mode, so you just lose the game. Yeah. I think that sounds fun and really hard. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, we'll post see. Your de- we'll see post how your far we clips. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How far do you get? Yeah. Oh my god, let's go. Awesome, oh, man. I'm really excited for the one <sighs> who falls off the edge to that's kill a ghastly. Not no, just to like hit a sick clip like that's that's gonna be me that's the way i died most by far because i went for an unnecessary double jump mantle 360 no scope type of kill and i just i was oh fuck i fell and like yeah you don't you don't grab the edge of the cliff or anything you just like slide off in really awkward movement yeah yeah oh man can't 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 do everything perfectly 
Um, well, that's 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 good. That's that's doom. That's doom. That's doom. Fucking loved it. Yeah. For next month's episode, we will be playing Subnautica from 2018. Happy gaming.